Oh, it is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, pleased to be joined right now by Travis Brown from the Eagle. And Travis, this was supposed to be, man, think about all the buildup to this thing. Oh, Jimbo, uh, Bama, you know, everything that happened last year. And, and while we're, you know, still interested to see what's happened, man, so much has uh, ha- happened with the Aggies kind of uh, struggling a little bit. It has kind of robbed us of, of some of the excitement, some of the buildup. Um, as we get a little closer to Saturday, uh-oh, uh, do we feel like, oh, Travis, that was such a buildup I was giving him. I thought maybe I had, I had uh, done something on my end. You think he just got kind of tired of all that big, big announcement I was making and just to said he's, he's done. Okay. Boy, Travis, that was going to be one of the, just a huge buildup to introducing you to the audience. And, uh, and then suddenly you were gone. <laughs> I just vanished into thin air. Yeah. I don't know if it was a power, uh, charge or, or what, but we're, we're very happy to have you, but, what is the vibe going into this game and, and thinking about all that we thought it would be and then kind of what it's turned into, which is more of a people discussing Jimbo's future, Aggies struggling, coming off another loss. It's, it's a little different conversation than we anticipated, isn't it? Yeah, it's I, everyone had built this game up. Like you said, this was going to be the, the, the game of the, of the season with – Jimbo v. Saban and their back and forth uh, in the, the, the over the summer and how all that went down and and now it's just kind of more focused on a who's going to play quarterback for both teams and b is is Jimbo's offense going to be able to, to muster anything to try to keep up with uh, what uh, it always seems to be the number one team in the nation when they when they play them they they manage to jump back up there just in time for the Aggies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it is not at all kind of going to be billed as, as that game of the season. It, it's going to be one that I think most A&M fans and just probably most people who shelled out all of that money for those tickets hope it's at least a game. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, Max Johnson listed as uh, day-to-day, which, boy, they love doing in college football, right? And then the news, boy, you were working on this story as well. The news is that he could be out for quite a bit longer than that uh, with a broken hand or broken thumb, however you want to phrase that. Um, you already knew, though, he was banged up. Uh, Travis said that they, you were maybe either going to have to get Haynes back into the picture, get Connor ready to go. I would say the fan base is leaning Connor's way, in part because it's like we've already seen Haynes King. We, we've seen what the offense and, and how things look with him. And no offense to him. I mean, who knows? Maybe down the road he'll be a really good quarterback. But it, it does seem like everybody wants to see the young guy who was very heralded uh, coming out of high school. What do you, which way do you see the wind blowing here? Yeah, but do you really want to give, if you're Jimbo Fisher and or A&M fan, do you really want to give your true freshman quarterback his first taste of college football against number one Alabama and an offensive line that has struggled to have protection. That uh, is that really the environment that you want to 
just release him out into, I, I, I don't think it, it's a great time to, to throw Connor Wigman out there. I, I did a story earlier this year with, where I talked to Nick Starkle, the former A&M quarterback who transferred out uh, when Kellen Mond was here and, and ended up, weirdly enough, playing for four different offensive coordinators in his three stops through the college transfer portal. And, I mean, he alluded to everything that he said in there, that there's no way that a true freshman would be able to step into Jimbo's offense as is with how complex and complicated and how it relies so heavily on the quarterbacks to make reads, read defenses, make the right calls, and know exactly where his progression starts in that massive playbook on every play. He said in his first semester when he was going through spring ball, and this was when he was already a red shirt sophomore, I want to say, he'd been in the program for, I guess it was the second year when Jimbo got here, or third year. He, he, he said each spring was like a, like a car crash. And, and even in the fall, it was, he came to practice waiting. He knew a car crash was going to happen. He just didn't know when. And, and as it went on, it got slower and slower where he could kind of perceive when the car crash was going to come. But needless to say, it was a car crash. And so you, you got to, better for worse, you got to stick with Haynes King because you don't want to throw Connor Wegman out there and him just get totally demoralized and it take time for him to, to build his confidence back up in the thing. You, you just, you got to ride Haynes King unless something happens and you're, the game's already out yeah. of hand and you want to give him some reps at the end. Well, Jimbo says, uh, and you quoted him saying, I think he's going to be one uh, heck of a player. Uh, and it, and he's doing well right now. And apparently they sit together on the team plane, <laughs> on the flights. And so they spend a little time together. Uh, it is uh, it is really interesting. Now, you've seen this, this breakdown of the Jimbo Fisher buyout. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, we've kind of heard different versions of this, but it is pretty shocking when you kind of see it broken down year after year after year. And it really is a few years before it gets down to to sort of a, a more palatable type deal. Um, yeah. Is the, do you think if this thing keeps going the direction it's going this year, I mean, is there any – of course they could – they could come up with some sort of settlement. I, I just can't. I have a hard time. Aggies can come up with any amount. I, I know the Aggies. I know they can. But 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 trying to pay him a buyout in the $80 million range just seems crazy, even, even for the Ags or UT or anybody like that. Do you see any scenario where, where they relieve him of his duties, where they fire Jimbo this season, uh, or do you think almost no matter what? Uh, he gets I, I to would, he gets to ride another season. To, to keep it on brand, I see a negative twelve percent chance that they fire Jimbo Fisher this year. Uh, there, that, that's an astronomical amount of money. There, there's uh-huh. no way that with just this few amount of games that someone's going to pony up that. It, it would just be stupid money because not only are you paying that buyout, but then you're probably going to be paying the buyout of whoever you try to bring in. And then you're going to add a new contract on it. That's just, it's just ridiculous money that I don't think is would or could happen. And I don't think would or could happen for the next, at least the next three more years until it gets under 50 million, but 50 million is still an absurd amount of money. I just don't think that it would shock me to, to no end in the next three years, if they've figured out a way 
or two, maybe to be a little bit more conservative if they found a, a, a way to relieve him of his duties because that, that that's just it's just too much money. All right, Travis Brown from the Eagle down there at Bryan College Station. I'm looking at it, Travis. Um, that point, the the uh, the line on this game, Alabama had opened. Alabama is a 24-point favorite. Isn't that amazing to think mm-hmm. about? When when uh, A&M pulls the upset last season, do you remember around what the line would have been? Was it like Bama by A&M was better last year, so it wouldn't have been I would say it was crazy. like 19. Really? Was it that much? I okay. think it was. I think it was. Because they had just yeah. come off the Arkansas and Mississippi State losses. Yeah. Yeah, man, it would. So, this is what, but this is what, this is where Jimbo has a great opportunity. I mean, because he doesn't have to win this game. If he, if he keeps it close and they're in it and it's a one to end, by the way, Bama's not look like gangbusters this year. I mean, this is not, they're number one in the country. I get it. But they almost lost to Texas in Austin. They've got some issues with their quarterback, with with injuries, you know, and I know they'll have a great quarterback ready to go if he can't go. But this is not, um, this is not, you know, one of the the just overpowering Bama teams, at least in my mind. Do you think? Do you? I mean, do you think that's something the Aggies can maybe take advantage of? And do you kind of see them at least hanging around for a while in this one? Uh, I. I, I Everything in me says that there's no way that they're going to get to hang around in this one with everything that I've seen so far, and especially the fact that they've started slow the last two weeks, especially offensively. And so if you're already behind, it's going to be hard to fight back. Yeah, this isn't a Bama team that has the quarterback. If they have the backup play, the quarterback, they're not going to have the same kind of quarterback play as Bryce Young, but it's still going to be decent. They they don't have the same wide receiving core. Uh, Their running back isn't just – all worldly like they has been in the past, but this is maybe one of the better defenses that they've had in the last couple of years. It is stout, and that's just not at all what A and M wants to see against an offense that is sputtering and and trying to still find its identity and figure itself out. If for some reason they can start quickly and get a couple some points on the board early and maybe get a few turnovers, that they they'd have a chance. You know, turnovers helped them out immensely last year, but. I just don't see many roads in which that in this game that lead to an to an A and M win. Are you starting to believe in the TCU Horn Frogs? Your alma mater. <laughs> uh, they put a licking on Oklahoma. They took care of the dreaded Mustangs, the hated Mustangs. I know y'all can't stand them. And the Bears are you know sputtering a little bit. I mean, are 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 you starting to believe? Or are you trying to kind of guard your heart a little bit and just go, I just hey, I, I don't, I don't know what to think of this. I just want to go on the record and say that that the, the Mustangs aren't hated, and that's just for my uh, SMU alumnus mom, and probably will listen to this on on the replay. Uh, but you know, I'm buying into Max Duggan. Max Duggan's a good quarterback, and, and uh, I'm, I'm the most efficient quarterback in the NCAA right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, and I'm buying into that offense. Uh, the defense is okay, but here's the thing, you know, it, it's kind of tying it back to the, the Aggie team that I covered down here. It's kind of like Kevin Sumlin back in the day. Sonny Dykes hasn't, has to prove that he can keep his teams rolling through November because there was always a little bit of kind of a November late 
late season swoon for the the Mustangs that kept them truly out of that American uh, Athletic Conference title game contention. Uh, and so I'll believe it when I see it when when the calendar turns to November and they're they're still winning football games because uh, that that's kind of been the albatross around Sonny Dyke's neck uh, in the years past. Let's see if if he can he can get over it in Fort Worth. Y'all should have a skillet like in your family that you pass back and forth, and um, and obviously SMU had a good thing going, and now TCU has taken hold, and and you could uh, you get to and y'all should put a nice little inscription, mother and son on there, but it, but one of you gets to keep it now that y'all are in different households and have been for a few years now, but you have your own household now that you're a newlywed. Why don't you think about yeah, that? But, I, I like that idea well, of a skillet. But, that only gets passed back between you and your mom. But if I'm receiving cookware, there might actually be the expectation that I actually cook something in it, and I don't do that. So I'm okay with uh, keeping that, uh, keeping that just, just, just to, to, to her. <laughs> <laughs> she could keep the cookware. <laughs> I like it. I although I could see you starting to cook at some point. You're gonna. Your wife is not gonna love this. This whole June Cleaver stay at home. Uh, cooking. I know she doesn't stay at home, but uh, you, you know these roles have changed over the years, Travis. Since our parents were were doing their thing, so you may be called upon to cook something from time to time. Or, I just want to prepare you I for that. Pick up some nice, or I just pick up some nice fuzzy tacos on the way home, or something. You know, I mean, that's, that that's better than anything I could cook. <laughs> that's that may you may have a, a point there, although I would point you. <laughs> or torchies if y'all have one of those down there or something like that but uh but uh, fuzzies is fine that'll that'll do um all right travis um great to visit with you i know it's been a really busy day uh and uh, have a great uh, <clears throat> game saturday and then uh we'll uh we'll catch up with you soon sure thing thanks matt travis brown the eagle all right that's the uh Newspaper there in uh, Bryan College Station. All right, it's time.